Well, hello, everyone. This is Jessica. And this is Caitlin. And this is the Calling All Spirits podcast. How are you doing, Caitlin? I am doing fairly well. Um, <laughs> Good. It's been an interesting week between vet visits and doctor visits. I'm glad that I'm talking to you instead of somebody with a with a medical degree at the moment because you are far <laughs> less stressful to talk to. Oh, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad of that. I'm sorry. It's all right. The pets are doing fine. I'm doing fine. Nothing catastrophic has happened as far as I'm aware. And I'm going to stick with that belief as long as I possibly can. Well, good. I, I know. I'm I'm glad to be talking to you. Like, I was really excited for tonight. Not that I'm not normally excited, but I was like, yay, I get to talk to Caitlin tonight. Yeah. I love being able to hang out with you on here and, of course, be excited about the topic because that's always fun. I know. I know. This is going to be a really fun one. I, I've been looking forward to this um, since we were setting our schedule for the new year. Absolutely. Same. Uh, before we get started, though, how are you doing? Because we often forget to ask that in exchange. <laughs> we remember one person and forget to check with the other. Well, yeah, that's true. No, we um we have been busy, but it's all been great. We've been celebrating my two Pisces birthdays. So my husband is a Pisces and my son is a Pisces. So it's a lot of water in, a, in this house with a, with a Taurus. <laughs> so lots of emotion. But no, it's been fun. So we've had family in for two weeks straight, and um, which is always wonderful. And love them dearly, but it's also nice, like kind of, whew, we can, we're done with the celebrations and I can breathe again and stop party planning <laughs> until my birthday. That's true. You have a hot minute until your birthday. Yeah, I got a little bit. I've got a little bit till uh, Taurus season comes around, but, but yeah, so that's been great. Been getting to volunteer at a museum I love. Was brave enough to volunteer for a school program on a full moon. I didn't really put those two together till this morning. <laughs> Good job. How did it go? <laughs> really well. It went, especially for a full moon, it went really smoothly, <laughs> but. Excellent. Yeah. I was like, well, the kids are a little extra excited, but not bad. And then I pulled up my phone. I'm like, oh, full moon makes a lot of sense. That tracks. That tracks. Yeah. But yeah, no. So that's all that's going on and just getting ready to get my notes together and get ready to talk to you. Yeah. I'm ready to talk about this topic. Now, is this a topic? That, is this something that creeps you out? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I know we're going to get into it. I don't want to spoil it now, but I thought it was something that creeped you out. This one this one isn't nearly as bad as ectoplasm or um, <laughs> some of the other topics we've covered where I'm just like incredibly uncomfortable. But no, uh, this one is I am fascinated by and uh-huh. not careful. It's more than just careful around I don't know. I'm like two or three steps below paranoid when it comes to these. Gotcha. That's what I thought. Well, I mean, it, why don't we just face your fear and jump on in and get started? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. And to stop with the teasing, today we are talking a little bit about mirrors. And because they have been, you know, part of my life forever, like little things like I don't have a mirror in the bedroom and I do cover the TV because it's a reflective surface and I make sure the bathroom mirror or the bathroom door is closed when we go to bed at night because there's a giant mirror in there and it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. But like I can legitimately blame some of these on my mother. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I did not know this. I mean, I knew you had, you were weirded out by mirrors, but I, as you're naming stuff, I'm like, wait, what? I didn't know this. Okay. So you cover your TV, how do you, like with a blanket or yeah. something? It's like a, it's a little oh. lap blanket. Um, 
I do that anytime I'm sleeping somewhere with a reflective surface. Even when I've slept over at your place, that little mirror, I put a pillow in front of it. Oh, how funny. Oh my gosh. I did not know this. Yeah. It just makes me antsy and I'll get into why when it comes to all of the details because I'm sure that if I start explaining this backwards and out of order, then I'll just be extra confusing (laughs) for everybody. Very good. To be clear, we all know what mirrors are. Um, At least I hope we do. They are basically reflective surfaces where you can see yourself or the objects that are around you. And the most common story or the most common superstition we probably hear is breaking a mirror and you get seven years bad luck. Apparently, that stems from ancient Rome. Oh. Yeah, like that one goes back far. It was, there was a Roman belief that seven years was the time period it took for the soul to renew itself. And so it would basically like that would shatter or damage you and it would take the seven years for your soul to recover. And apparently they were the ones who also gave us a remedy because the only way you could overcome the seven years bad luck for them was to bury the broken mirror very deeply in the ground. Oh, I think that's actually good news. Yeah. Like if you accidentally break a mirror, there's a plan. Yeah, and there's a couple of other uh, ways of handling your bad luck. You can also uh, wait a couple of hours before picking up the broken fragments and then take every last bit of mirror outside and bury it outside in the moonlight. Now, I'm glad that you're picking up every last bit of mirror, but waiting a couple of hours seems like a bad idea, especially when, like, you have my memory. I will forget and walk into a room barefoot. Also, pets, children, seems dicey. But I do like the idea of burying it outside in the moonlight. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You also pull in another one where you throw salt over your left shoulder onto the devil himself. (laughs) Very cool. And then this one I'd never heard of at all. Take a single piece of the mirror and touch it to a tombstone. Well, for you... Yes, super easy. Just take it to work with me the next day. (laughs) Yeah, for the rest of us, we're going to have to make an extra trip out of our way to take care of that one. (laughs) That's interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one either. And I mean, the breaking mirror for bad luck, in a lot of ways, it makes sense to me, especially if you kind of have an idea of like the, the, the psychology of humans and then, of course, the psychology of humans. Um, I don't know how else to put that. But basically, like, the the Romans had a really big consequence, basically, when they were sharing it. Because mirrors were so expensive, you want to make mm-hmm. sure that you have, like, a reason to take care of this mirror. But also, right. like, there are other considerations. Because if your mirror is made out of obsidian, which is a really popular stone mm-hmm. to make mirrors out of, they shatter. And those shards take forever to pick up. And you know how sharp obsidian is. Yes. Like, yes. little tiny shards will just dig into your feet. Mm-hmm. And then I like you can see stepping on one and getting an infection yeah. several years after you broke the mirror, like because those shards are so tiny. I'll break a glass in my kitchen and pick up glass six weeks later that like yeah. somehow magically appeared out of pro- actually probably from under the stove where the cats pulled it out. <laughs> but like you can see I can see that being a seven year thing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. like. That, that logically makes sense. And then especially if you take into consideration later mirrors that had mercury in them. Oh, right. Like, Good point. Mercury will absorb into your skin as it is. You add an open wound yes. and you're in trouble. No, those are all great points. Wow. So, like, logically, there's, there's a lot of, um, not science, but, like, psychological fact that goes into the bad luck mm-hmm. of breaking a mirror, in my opinion. <laughs> Right, and I'm, I and I was actually going to ask you because I remember I had heard about they were so expensive, so that was part of it. So that you answered my question before I asked it. <laughs> I'm glad I could. Another thing that I'm sure 
many of us, especially in the U.S. and Canada, have probably heard of is Bloody Mary. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I know that I played Bloody Mary, but I was oddly enough, you usually hear the story about Bloody Mary around campfires or at sleepovers where mm -hmm. it's basically a truth or dare kind of thing where you light a candle in a dimly lit room, you chant Bloody Mary into the mirror and you see a woman dripping with blood or trying to reach through the mirror. Sometimes she screams at you. I did it at school, literally elementary school. I have a distinct memory of I couldn't have been more than first or second grade. <laughs> Evidence that Caitlin is not a normal person. And we went into the girls' bathroom. We turned off the lights. There were like five or six of us in there. And we were saying it into the mirrors in the girls' bathroom in the middle of the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the image of a little Caitlin doing this. I never played it at night. And I never played it at like a sleepover or at like a camp out or anything. I only played it the one time at school. That is hilarious. I love this story. <laughs> Did you ever play it? Do you know, I I, can't, I honestly can't remember. I know there were attempts at sleepovers, but I can't remember if we actually went through with it or if we chickened out every time. Like, I know turning off the lights and setting it up, I kind of want to say I think we chickened out every single time. Like, we never got to saying it the third time and we just freak out. Yeah, that's fair. I mean... Yeah, this one really freaked me out as a kid. Like, I was not comfortable with this one. Oh, yeah, no. It still kind of freaks me out a little bit. I was in college and a friend of mine added a layer to the myth where apparently oh. you can also do it by saying blue baby into the mirror because there's an associated myth in certain parts of the country where there was a drowned baby involved as well and like if you say that then water comes like gushing out of the mirror or you feel like you're drowning or something i was 23 years old i'm like thank you very much for this new round of nightmares why would you do that to me no. that makes me think of that movie the ring or something right? like no like i just got chill bumps like all over my body i don't like that's that. what i that don't that was my like reaction that. when he told it to me and i was not happy i no yeah. see I wouldn't play this today. Oh, no. Like, if we were at my house, I would be like, no, no, we're not doing that. Are you kidding me? I catch myself before I say Beetlejuice three times. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure to interrupt it with other words every time. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Beetlejuice than Bloody Mary or that other. Yeah, one of them is just a chaos entity, and the other one is actively trying to kill you, according to most of the stories. <laughs> Yeah. Especially the ones that, like, when the story adds that she escapes from the mirror and comes after you. Like, mm, hard no. Mm -hmm. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. This is what nightmares are made of. No, thank exactly. you. Exactly. Although I did like the twist to the story that was on one of the early episodes of Supernatural. Because I watched the show the first few uh -huh. years and then I fell off. But uh -huh. it gave me, like, it, it triggered Caitlin logic, which is always a good way to make sure I remember something. And what it was, was there was a, um, there was some kind of like tie through on why sometimes she appeared and sometimes she didn't. And it had to do with people who were tied to an accident or got away with accidental murder, like even like, like hit and runs and oh. stuff. And she would only appear oh. if that was in the house. <gasps> so like, oh. and that was where that one got to me. Cause I'm like, that explains why it travels throughout the country. You hear different versions of the story everywhere. And she only sometimes appears. I like what you did with the story. That's very logical. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you haven't been involved in any of that, you're cool. Yes, you're good. <laughs> precisely. <laughs> wow. Very ooh, interesting and scary. Well, 
to shift into a happier one. Uh, I I never heard of this one either. Apparently, a married couple is supposed to look into the mirror shortly after saying "I do" so that they are uniting their souls. Apparently, when you look into the mirror with someone, it's said to create an alternate universe where the two souls can live on together forever. That is so... We need to incorporate this into marriage traditions. Uh, Have a mirror there. Yeah, right? I thought so, too. (gasps) I love this. This is a good one. Yeah, I liked that one. I thought it was sweet. It was a nice little palate cleanser (laughs) because the the article I read literally had it right after the Bloody Mary section. I'm like, okay, good. Here's a happy. I love how that article went from Bloody Mary, you're going to die to here. Have it on your wedding day. They were they were big, big on the shift. alternating, and I was I was here for it. Gotcha. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. We also have the traditions that you and I are both very co- familiar with, and that we covered in one of our seance episodes, where you cover the mirrors in the house after somebody dies. Mm. And I can't remember if we got into these details or not, but the theory is basically that when someone dies, their soul is released from the body and starts to roam before they move on. And if the soul encounters a mirror before their body is buried, typically within the first three days of passing, their soul will be trapped in the mirror. And this is said to cause the mirrors to tarnish or even turn into an image of the deceased. People often claim to see faces of the dead appear in old antique mirrors. And, like, is it a trapped soul? Is it your mind playing tricks on us? But, like, mm-hmm. also, we have so many stories of haunted mirrors. Not unlike the face you saw when you went to the Myrtle Plantation. That's exactly what I was thinking of. And, um, and, and, and like we said, we know old mirrors. They, they get weird after time. They, but I, I don't know. This one makes me question. It, I don't know. It looked way too much like a face. It looks so much like a face. It's like, how are my eyes playing tricks on me? Maybe they are, but it wasn't one that you had to squint and like turn your head and see it. It was in your face. It, I don't know. I may be a believer, at least of that mirror. Yeah. And I mean, like the one that the one that kind of gets me is the one of where you're supposed to see Dickens practicing the the speech or the stories, but mm-hmm. he died in England and this is a haunted mirror in Boston. So... That might be more of like a haunting loop kind of thing where the energy was just really heightened in that space. But that's another one of the really common haunted mirrors. And I'm like, but he wasn't in that building when he died. That's true. Isn't there a haunted mirror? Okay, I remember seeing this on like one of the old ghost shows. And if you're a listener, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know this story. But I think there's a, it's at the Roosevelt Hotel or it used to be. It was like you'd see Marilyn Monroe in it. Oh. A lot. I think I remember there was something with a mirror and I believe it was Marilyn Monroe and she would appear in it a lot. So which, hey, I would love to see Marilyn. <laughs> so I would That'd be one I'd be sitting there. I may be ooh, in the dark. Could we go Marilyn, Marilyn, Marilyn and see if she comes forward? That would be I interesting. Mary. Like yeah. in general, could you chant anyone's name into the mirror and have them appear? <gasps> ooh, I don't know. We may have to talk about it in the second half of the episode. It should, yeah. Also, uh, for those who are big fans of Ghost Adventures, um, the Begin's Haunted Museum has a haunted mirror as well, because it was a mirror that once belonged to the Dracula actor Bela Lugosi. And apparently the story goes that he used it in attempts to contact his deceased wife, but instead he invited something unwanted and otherworldly. And the mirror's next owner was murdered. And in the <gasps> years that followed, subsequent owners have reported seeing a dark entity reflected in it. And some have even claimed to have been attacked after waking from uneasy dreams covered in scratch marks. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 
Yeah. That one got my that attention. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I'd want to go stand in front of that mirror. No, no, God. same. Wow. And apparently that plays into, you know, some people also believe that demons could escape through the mirror into the living world, which is the other reason you're supposed to cover mirrors when somebody passes so that you can prevent trapped souls mm. and demons from roaming about. Oh, that's not unnerving or anything. I mean, I'm, I, I do personally kind of see mirrors as like doorways a lot of times, but I've never been mm-hmm. worried about demons specifically. It's usually more like haunting type things that bother me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Ooh. And to make you even more uncomfortable, if you sleep with a mirror facing <laughs> your bed, you might want to move it. <laughs> Legend has it that spirits from the other side will suck your soul out through the mirror because there is no better time to suck someone's soul out than when they're lying unprotected and unaware in bed. Oh, good Lord. Oh, my goodness. Which (laughs) we don't have a mirror, but we have a TV. I mean, covering the TV is a lot easier than like those giant closet doors that are sliding that are all mirror. I've slept over at friends' houses who have those and I'm like, I can sleep. I swear to God, I can sleep. I know I can sleep. I will be fine talking myself through it. But I'm just because little mirrors like the one in your guest bedroom, like I can cover it. Right. Other guest mirrors, other rooms and guests, other rooms in people's houses that I've stayed in. They're usually smaller mirrors or I can like or put like something in the way so I don't have a direct reflection of me on the bed. But like when is that whole wall of a closet door and it's one giant sliding mirror? Hard no. Hard no. Oh, my goodness. Now, you know, because of this episode, every bedroom I sleep in now, I'm going to be like, where's the mirror? mirror?" (laughs) I'm going to be looking around now for it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's also bad feng shui, which I know I'm pronouncing wrong because uh, and this one I remembered learning when I was a kid. It. If you have a mirror facing your marriage bed, then it creates the reflection of more people involved in the marriage and it can introduce issues of potential adultery and cheating spouses or just driving a wedge between you. Interesting. Ooh, that makes me think about mirrors on the ceilings. (laughs) Like, what does that mean? I mean... Probably the same. I mean, no kink shaming. But no, no, maybe don't I'm, have I'm it up when you're sleeping. About... <laughs> yeah, that no, yeah, yeah, no shame. But I'm like, well, if it's in front of it, what if it's like, is it? The... I'm guessing the same thing. Yeah, I remember one of the books I read when I was younger. It was basically they were talking specifically about the ones that get hung over the beds. But mm-hmm. in general, yeah, having a mirror facing your bed directly, like I don't do it for all of the reasons we already talked about. So right. it being an issue in my marriage is not even a consideration. Like. <laughs> No, No. (laughs) there are no mirrors in my bedroom. (laughs) That is too funny. And then another fun one that we all like to hear about, especially in pop culture, is no reflection means you have no soul, which is why vampires don't have reflections. What about gingers? We're not supposed to have souls either. (laughs) Well, actually, there's an exception that was presented to me in a, I think it was a fantasy novel I read a couple of years ago. Oh, because mirrors are no longer made with mercury or quicksilver. They're made with Uh aluminum and silver is what is supposed to like reveal the soul or lack of soul. So modern mirrors aren't the problem. It's old mirrors you have to worry about. Ooh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a really cool 
like explanation. Yeah, I liked it like for why you can. That. That's really neat. And especially with like modern pop culture, if you want to get nitpicky about like how could we have movies about vampires or or TV shows about vampires? Well, we're not right. recording on um, silver anymore. Like photography doesn't involve silver nitrate, so now we can capture their essence on film. <laughs> I kind of love it. So do I. It got into my head and now it just lives there rent free. It makes me so happy to think of that. That's awesome. Now, this is another one that I want to say I heard once upon a time, but I would not have remembered it had you asked me. If a mirror falls from the wall on its own and breaks, someone is going to die. Ooh. Okay. Beware of that. And then we also have the one from the theater. And now I'd imagine this happens in film, too. Uh, For actors, seeing your reflection over somebody's shoulder in a mirror is bad luck. Hmm. You also want to prevent the baby, uh, if you have a newborn, or want to prevent them from seeing their reflection before they're a year old. Oh, yeah, we kind of broke that A lot of people did. Babies are fascinated by their reflections. I was about to say, they even have that in the little nursery so they can see themselves. Exactly. Like, that's one of the things that we understand from developmental psychology with babies is seeing what age they start realizing it's a reflection of themselves and not another child. Right. And you can only do that if you're actively testing them at all ages. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we maybe can skip that one. Yeah, eh, we're going to ignore that one. That one that one doesn't really bother me so much. It seems like a little bit more of an issue. No. Especially since like I loved like seeing mirrors and looking in mirrors when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, of course. They were absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say there are some other things. Oh, uh, basically movies that, that, I mean, we've seen haunted mirrors featured in so many different movies and TV shows. Right. Um, one of the websites that I had listed on the site here for an extra note was like, here, add this. And that was early in my note development. Um, and it was just a uh-huh. list of so many movies. And I don't need to go into that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that will be excessive. Wow. But I mean, if you think about something that has been all around this long, like, do you know that the earliest mirrors that we have record of are from 8,000 years ago? Wow. I knew they went back thousands of years. I don't know if I knew 8,000. That's incredible. Yeah, for polished obsidian mirrors that are super heavy, by the way. 8,000 years. So think about like 8,000 years of human history. Of course we have lore and superstitions around this. We've yes. had all the time <laughs> in the world literally to come up with these. Wow. But Amazing. I loved looking into the history of mirrors a little bit because like we have mm-hmm. 8,000 years ago was polished obsidian. 2,000 years ago in China and in uh, 2,900 BC. Oh, wait, no, sorry. 8,000 BC, not 8,000 years ago. I'm sorry. Oh, Hold okay. on. That was 10,000 years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, because and as you said that, now I feel dumb because I'm looking at my notes. When you said that, I'm like, wait, wait. No, I knew that. Do you know the years? We're in the thousands. We're in the thousands. It went yeah. back thousands. 8,000 BC. So 10,000 years ago, we have yes. polished obsidian. 2000 BC in China and 2900 BC in Egypt, we have polished bronze. They're like little handheld mirrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 28 or 280 BC, the Lighthouse of Alexandria utilized mirrors. And we Ooh. have the lore of Archimedes developing a fire ray or a death ray in 202 BC, which was basically reflecting mirrors, kind of like treating the incoming naval forces like an eight-year-old would treat ants and like burning them with a mirror. <laughs> I mean, like with modern technology, maybe, but I don't think that he had the ability to do that back then. I like where their brains were at, though. That was very ambitious. I, I was about to say the yes, yeah, like very brilliant, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then by 15th, 16th century in Venice, we have the Murano glass mirrors. 
which is basically glass plates mm. over mercury. That's where we get um, this mm. one also has lived in my brain forever because we know the saying mad is a hatter, right? Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Part Ooh. of our lives. Mm-hmm. That was due to the mercury poisoning because the hatters would use the mercury to make the top hat shiny. Mirror makers had the same consequence, but mad as a mirror maker was not as catchy, I guess. I guess not. I never thought I knew I knew about the top hat, but I never thought about the mirror makers. Wow. Yeah, they had the same consequences. Mm. We also have mirrors being utilized in science. The first reflective telescope was in the 1700s. And then between in the 1800s, around 1835, uh, they started using silver instead of mercury. And that one I really thought was kind of cool because um, this added a different layer to me looking at it from like a metaphysical point of view, because if it's silica... Like if it's actual silica made from sand, then it's known as fused quartz. Uh And we all know how quartz can be utilized in different energy work. But you can also have them made from synthetic fused silica. And I wonder if those mirrors are like extra bad at doing anything with magical practices. Oh. Right? Like that got my brain thinking and I'm like, ooh. I wonder if that has an effect on... I was literally watching a YouTube video on the history of mirrors over time, and I had to pause and think about that one for a hot minute. Yeah, no. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, definitely have to think on that. exactly. Or like experiment, maybe. I don't know. And then, of course, we have Mm -hmm. modern mirrors that have been done with aluminum applied to a glass via the vacuum uh, with a protective Mm -hmm. layer to keep it from breaking, but... We also have histories of sacred mirrors dating back thousands of years. There are mirrors that are in India. They date back to the Vedic period of Indian history, and they're called Mm. Aranmula metal mirrors. And the craft that goes into making them, there's an amazing YouTube video that I definitely have to share on our socials for people to watch. Uh, But apparently, like, the process that goes into making them is incredibly intricate, and it's a closely guarded secret. Apparently, approximately five generations ago, there were a few Indian artisans who came to Aranmula from elsewhere, and they came at the request of a king who asked them to participate in building the temple that's there. And aside Mm -hmm. from carrying out their assigned tasks, they made ornaments and cooking vessels and bells. They were tasked with creating a crown, and they were doing uh it with a copper tin alloy. And with the mix that they found, it made it very, very reflective. And so the practice has continued and it's a closely guarded secret, but they do actually show quite a bit of the detail. Um, They won't give us the the alloy percentages specifically, and I don't blame them for that video, but it was done beautifully. Even the frames are still handmade. It is gorgeous. Oh, wow. I'd love to see that. But they have been used in sacred practices for centuries now and i think those mirrors are absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing and then going back in time to a different part of the world um, i actually found so i i rabbit hold on this one bad and you saw it in my notes (laughs) when i shared them with you a couple days ago but the mayans also saw mirrors as portals so ancient Mm. mirrors have been found from peru to the up to the southern united states and the Archaeological record shows that most ancient Mesoamerican groups made and used mirrors of both solid stone and in a mosaic stone style. So like piecing small Mm. reflective pieces together. But Mm -hmm. mirrors themselves are relatively uncommon in the archaeological record because like they break. 
<laughs> or they were valued and people right. kept passing them down instead of burying yeah, them. Yeah, of course. Um, but what I thought was really cool is that, that you can make them from, obviously, obsidian, because I've talked about that one already, but also mm-hmm. mica, hematite, pyrite, ilmenite, and magnetite. Which, I know oh, playing with the magnetite stones, I noticed how reflective they were. Never occurred to me to use it as a mirror. Yeah, no. Um, and, I mean, they wouldn't be super reflective. They could provide, like, maybe 50% reflectivity. Uh, mm-hmm. But... In the early classic period, um, I don't have the years for that specifically, but the mirrors became flat and were made in a mosaic style, and they were made from pyrite white obsidian mirrors, which I thought was really cool, because oh, pyrite is more reflective yeah. than obsidian, but obsidian white. lasts longer. Like, it doesn't degrade as quickly as pyrite does. Mm-hmm. But the predominant interpretation is that the primary function of mirrors was divination and scrying rather than for like being able to see yourself. Although obviously seeing yourself would probably happen as well. The myth is that, or not the myth, but the spiritual practice is that the Maya understood the mirrors to be portals into the spiritual world. And it's hard to establish from physical evidence alone because the actual details of spiritual practice are very hard to find in the archaeological record. There's an ongoing joke that uh, it's given sacred significance if you don't know what it is. And when one of my classes when I was in college, they made jokes about how eventually gum under the chair will be considered cultural significance or ritual significance (laughs) because there's going to be no explanation for it. So that is the grain of salt you always need to keep in mind when someone says it's for (laughs) cultural significance or ritual significance. Right. (laughs) But the story that goes behind this one is that after the gods succeeded in creating humans from maze, the gods obstructed Mm -hmm. human vision and understanding out of concern that they would become too godlike on their own. But if humans were to worship the gods, they needed a way to communicate with them. And this need to communicate is a foundation of the Mayan principle in portals between earthly and spiritual worlds. And the Maya believed that the portals between the worlds existed within a number of objects, such as caves, flowers, and then mirrors apparently even human death required a journey through the underworld with trials at the start of the passage you had to enter through still water kind of like a mirror like glassy surface of the the pond interesting but yeah i thought that one was really amazing and it was so many pages and i will also share that link with anybody who's interested because I have an archaeological bug that still likes to rear its ugly head in my brain. The reason I double majored is because I couldn't stop taking archaeology classes. <laughs> hey, no shame. I can't stop taking mediumship classes, so I'm still taking. Fair so play. I get it. Fair play. I love it. Honestly, the kicker that gets me going through all of the different spiritual practices and different cultures and different superstitions, mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, I still have such basic rational reasons for why I think the way I do. Like they're not rational, rational, but they're like, I've seen way too many true crime shows. I know that two-way mirrors are a thing. What's not to think that all mirrors are two-way mirrors just to the spiritual plane? Oh, girl, you're going to have me scared of mirrors by the (laughs) end of this. Like, I don't have a fear of mirrors, but now I'm going to be like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I will will tell you that a technique that my mom learned when I was really, when I was younger, because again, I can tell you how much of this my my mom's going to yell at me for throwing her under the bus when she listens to this episode. But like... She taught me a lot of this or exposed me to people who taught us this. But um, leaving, if you inherit a mirror or you buy an old mirror, leaving it in a dark room with a candle lit to draw whatever spirit is living in it, to draw them out and into Mm -hmm. the light. 
because the candle is there. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like involving salt because I am paranoid, but that one was not technically part of the ritual we were taught. <laughs> That's funny. Like now I'm doing, because I have so many antique things in my house. I'm like doing an index in my head, but the stuff I've inherited, it's my family. So if there's anybody in there like, hey, more power to them, come join us. <laughs> like, if you want to get involved, like I, just be aware, this is the family you're coming to hang out with, y'all. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, my desk where I'm working from right now, I literally face a mirror. That's true. That's an old dressing table. So what's going to be amazing is in like 150 years when you have a descendant inheriting it, they're going to be like, why is there a woman with a black thing in front of her face just in this mirror <laughs> all the time? <laughs> because it'll be you with your microphone talking away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And setting herself on fire trying to get incense going. Occasionally they'll see sparks and wonder what's coming out of the mirror. <laughs> lighting incense that's all (laughs) (laughs) but you have to make sure that your descendants are aware of that or whoever inherits the mirror later this is true i don't know maybe i need to put it in my will like fyi (laughs) this is what i did in front of the mirror and what you may see in the future exactly oh my goodness that's too funny i love it but it's also not fair that like things like phantom of the opera really didn't help me thinking of mirrors as portals because like in the scene where he takes christine she's talking to him in a mirror and then the mirror's gone and he's walking her through it oh i forgot about that so like mirrors as portals is in my brain between that and alice in wonderland or alice through looking glass (gasps) technically but mm-hmm. there was a TV show went on when I was a kid that was uh, Adventures in Wonderland. And she would literally go through the mirror on purpose to go hang out with her friends in Wonderland. Right. And so, like, this is this has been part of it forever. And then entities possessing a mirror. I mean, Snow White. Ooh. I don't know about you, but Brie and I loved watching the Halloween special on Disney back as a kid. So that was ho- hosted by the, the mirror. The the mirror spirit uh-huh uh, he would be the host of the show showing all of the classic disney cartoons and stuff oh okay i was like i don't think i've seen that oh my god okay, okay. i have to find Very that cool. for you that one in 10th yes. kingdom which is it was a mini series that was on probably in the early 2000s i should double check that but you travel through uh you have literal traveling mirrors and that's where you get to the land of fairy tales. And like 200 years later, you see people who like lived through Cinderella being real history and Snow White being real history. <gasps> it's such a good movie. It's oh. like seven hours long. But again, with people traveling through mirrors, like every time I could like maybe get my head around the fact that I'm just exaggerating things in my head. Pop culture goes and screws uh-huh. me up again. Sometimes with science, oh, sometimes yeah. with, you know, folklore and stories. But mi- mirrors... For now you can kind of see why mirrors trip me out a little bit. Yes. No, I can. I, I do always check the double-sided, like in dressing rooms yes. and different places. I do do that every single time. Hotel rooms for sure, going up and pushing your finger against it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Airbnbs. I'm like putting my finger on. All yeah. the time. So I totally get that. Although, um, and this is not going to be something that's used in hotels or Airbnbs, but I also learned that there is a specific kind of mirror that is made with the reflection on this side of the glass. And it's used in scientific purposes mm-hmm. because with that, they don't want that gap, the distortion that we're looking for to make sure that it's not a two-way mirror. They're, they need uh-huh. it to be a direct reflection. And so the, the metal is layered or the reflection is layered on this side of the glass so they can get exact precise oh. measurements in the mirror. So some mirrors are oh, made like that on purpose that are not two-way mirrors. Gotcha. But 
you probably know. Oh yeah, you no, those are super expensive. Those are like setting. twice as expensive, <laughs> if not four times as expensive. And wow. using scientific applications, you're you're not gonna have those yeah. in a bathroom in an Airbnb. Like that's not gonna be a thing. Yes, exactly, exactly. But very interesting. Yeah, I'd never I had never heard of that before either. Like it's one of those where uh-huh. I I knew a lot of going into this one, but I. I did not know all of it going into this one because I learned so many new things that I can now freak people out with in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Katie. Caitlin's party trip. Yes. I'm going to make you scared of mirrors before the night is over. <laughs> Don't invite me over after I dark and it will not be Bloody Mary that freaks you out. <laughs> no, no, there are so many more things. Well, very cool. Well, I guess that kind of leads into my portion of this, which is scrying and scrying with mirrors. So if we haven't totally turned you off of mirrors, (laughs) we have a really cool divination technique that you can use with with a mirror. So just first of all, what is the basics? So scrying is a very ancient form of divination. It's actually one of the oldest in recorded history. And scrying comes from the old English word describe which means to make out dimly or to reveal. And the whole purpose of this is to reveal the unseen through our second sight, which is the clairvoyance. But when it comes to scrying, it's not just clairvoyance. Even though that's the main one, you can also get information from your clairsentience, your claircognizance. Hopefully you have listened to our Claire's episode, so all those words make sense. (laughs) If they don't, go back to our first season, and we'll tell you all about the Claire's. Now, the art of scrying involves gazing into a mirrored surface to see images or visions, and then you are interpreting what you are seeing. And we're going to focus on a mirror, but you can also use water, you can use oil, you can use crystals. But um, And those are reflective surfaces, but I also saw like where Native Americans would use smoke. Sometimes people use a flame. Um, and then, oh, Caitlin, this one was interesting. Some people use others' eyes. So you have to stare into someone's eye, which you could see a reflection in that, and it's called um, soul, like soul gazing. So, but I could not do that. I can't look at people in the eye. Me eyes. neither. Like I, and and I mean, you know those people that are really good at it, and it's like they're staring into your soul. That makes me so uncomfortable. I'm like, I, I don't know where to look. I, I can't handle that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I uh, I am not great at eye contact either. I actually, when I was trying to do job interviews a couple of years ago, Brie, uh-huh. our lovely spirit guide, she's so full of knowledge. Uh-huh. She taught me a couple of tricks, like looking at somebody between the eyes, because then it looks like you're yes. giving eye contact when you're not, because I can make eye right. contact if it's necessary, but I can't think and make eye contact at the same time. So right. answering an interview mm-hmm. question and making eye contact is not going to work for me. But if I look like somewhere in here... It, it worked. Mm-hmm. Also, somebody pointed out later the tip of the nose is a good place to look. So side notes for the rest oh. of us who are not good at eye contact. If it's important to, quote, make eye contact while uh-huh. in a situation, those are some little hacks for you to utilize. Because, yeah, no, I'm terrible at eye contact. I, I can't think and I, I make eye contact at the same time. It's not possible. I can't either. It makes me so uncomfortable. So... I thought for you and me, that one would not be our divination tool. We would not nope. do the eye gazing. Hard no. Now, some scryers enter a state of altered consciousness when they do this. And some say they actually, with their physical eyes, see images appear. But for most people, it's in their third eye, which is their mind's eyes, where they're getting the images. And of course, mirrors are one of the most popular tools for scrying. 
And so that's what we're going to look at. And I thought we'd kind of go back through history, look at different cultures, use mirrors. What we were just talking about, just like mirrors have been around, scrying has been used for thousands of years. And what's interesting, sometimes it was to look into the future and the future events, but sometimes the importance of scrying was to discern the will of the gods and the other deities and what were they wanting the people to do and how could they please them. So it wasn't all just what's going to happen on Tuesday or <laughs> what does my future hold. There were other purposes of doing this as well. Now, um, I will warn our listeners that this is the episode that had the most words I cannot pronounce. I don't know what it is. I have like seven highlighted, but I am going to do my very, very best. So please forgive me if I butcher any of these words. I am really trying here. You can first, you can find a scrying in ancient Persia. And it's mentioned in the 10th century Persian text called Shahnameh, the Epic of the Persian Kings. And what this text describes is the cup of Jamshid that was filled with an immortality elixir that was used by practitioners who would peer into this magical liquid to observe all the seven layers of the universe. Hmm. So that is very cool. Now, you can also find it, you hinted at some of these, um, of course, in ancient Greece and Rome. They all practiced scrying, and they would use crystal, black obsidian, uh, polished quartz, water, and other reflective surf uh, surfaces. Now, it's said that the Roman emperor Julianus, who reigned from 355 to 363 AD, employed young mirror scryers in his court to keep him informed at all times of all potentialities and what may happen. So he's kind of looking more into the future. Like he's wanting to know what's going to be coming up. He's trying to so like spy on his enemies. Let me know if someone's trying to invade. <laughs> I know. And then I thought of Caesar. I'm like, he would have benefited from, <laughs> from this. <laughs> I know that's tacky. But it's I'm not like, just tacky. It's timely. The Ides of March is next week. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I mean, even having a mirror in front of him, he could see from behind. He could have used a mirror. It to be fair, useful. at the very core of it, a little better self-reflection in general would have served him. <laughs> it would have been less likely to True. stab him. So in general, <laughs> reflections would have served him across the board. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it was also said that the Roman military used water scrying to predict the happenings in the Mithridatic Wars as well. So kind of looking into the future for them. Uh, now, in Egypt, they used various forms of scrying in their initiations, including water, palm oil, and mirrors. And they talk about the goddess Hathor, who carried a shield that re could reflect back all things in their true light. And from that shield, they said that was kind of the first magic mirror mm. to see. That was its purpose. So that was kind of neat. Now, no surprise, you have talked about the Mayans. We come to the Aztecs. And the people of ancient Mexico used polished obsidian mirrors as instruments of divination. And the Aztec priests were used mirrors to travel to the wor worlds of the gods and the ancestors and to conjure up visions. And obsidian was sacred to the Aztec god of the sky and was associated with kings, warriors, sorcerers. And his name 
which I do not want to butcher (laughs) and insult injury, but his name was translated to Smoking Mirror. He is often depicted with an obsidian mirror on his chest and his headdress or replacing his right foot. And he was a god of communication and the mirror allowed his followers to speak to him. He was also associated um, with the jaguar and was considered the lord of the night. So sometimes he's depicted as a jaguar and it was said that that animal could travel between the worlds. So it could go from the earthly realm into the underworld, which was just kind of a cool little side fact. Oh, after the conquest of Mexico by the conquistador, Cortez, of course, they took these mirrors and they brought them back to Europe, which we know happened. Yeah. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that brings us to this really interesting figure, John Dee. So John Dee was an Englishman. He was a mathematician. He was a natural philosopher and a student of the occult, and he worked for the royal court. He offered instructions in the mathematical sciences to courtiers and navigators. Um, I love this. He was a consultant and astrologer to Queen Mary I, and then he was later an advisor to Queen Elizabeth I, and John Dee used a black obsidian mirror as a shoe stone, which is like a crystal ball. That's kind of another word for it. So something he could gaze into to carry out his occult research into the world of spirits. And not shocking, this mirror was one of the items brought back to Europe between 1527 and the 1530s by Cortez after he conquered the Aztecs. So it was probably an Aztec obsidian mirror. Uh, yeah. More more <laughs> so items in the were... British Museum that belong to other countries? What? Yes, and this is in the British Museum, by the way. <laughs> FYI, they still have this mirror. Um, which, talk no, about... No, no, I don't mean what? this with any offense to our British listeners, but there is a joke that I've seen on TikTok like five times now. But um, basically, did you know that the really real reason why the Egyptian pyramids are in Egypt is because they were too big to move to England? <laughs> It's always presented with, like, ancient alien-style music. Like, the real reason they're here is because they couldn't be moved. That's pretty funny. And we promise we still love you, Grace. Please don't unsubscribe from Patreon. Yes. No, 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 no. We love all our listeners over there. I know we, especially sweet Yes, we have several listeners in England. We We promise we love you. Yes, absolutely. Now, he used this mirror, and he worked with his partner, Edward Kelly, who is like a criminal. <laughs> like it literally says a criminal. <laughs> what? I know. I know. We're, can I just insert here? We're going to like have to do a whole episode. Okay. I am super down are, for that because I need some details. Yeah. We are literally skimming the surface of this oh. man. Just touching on his life. But he worked with his partner, a convicted criminal, Edward all Kelly. Right, all right. To summon visions of angels into the mirror's reflective surface. And the two men held what we would think of as seances using it um, from around 1583 to 1589. And like we said today, it is part of the British Museum's collection. So they still have this mirror, which makes you wonder, like, I mean, if we're going to talk about a haunted object, I would think that would be super haunted (laughs) for multiple reasons. All the reasons. List a reason and it's got it. So, yeah, no, for sure. They need to put a little salt in there or something. Yes. So um, anyway, you may cons- I don't know if it's on display, but if you Google it, you can look it up and you can see what it looks like. Now, for anyone out there that may want to try scrying, I have a few tips for you. Now, first of all, 
I need to put this out there. If you Google how to scry with a mirror, you are going to get so many different techniques and tips and so forth. So these are just a few. Um, some people use a regular mirror, while others insist that it has to be a black or obsidian mirror. Um, some believe you need to be scrying only at night. I saw one specific after 10 p.m. Like it has to be after wow, 10 p.m. Others, yes, very specific. Others, there are no set times. Some suggest having candles lit. I, I think with all forms of divination, find what works best for you, what allows you to tap into your intuition and go with Absolutely. that. But um, yeah, because every website I've read of scrying with mirrors, it was like completely different. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's okay. Everybody has their own way. Just find what works for you. You can also, of course, we're talking about using a mirror, but you can also use a pool of water, crystal balls. Again, some people use smoke, flames of candles, and the list goes on. Now, general guidelines, choose a mirror you are comfortable working with. <laughs> Very important. Maybe not the mirror from one. Bella Lugosi's house that is currently in the Haunted Museum. Like, let's not use exactly. that one just as a bit of advice. Yeah, you have to be comfortable and content with this mirror. Um, find a quiet space and sit or stand in front of the mirror. Close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. Clear your mind. Kind of find that stillness within. And then open your eyes and focus your gaze upon the mirror. And sometimes people say it takes just a little bit. And then you'll probably start receiving messages or images and just be open to whatever comes through and remember a lot of times these are probably going to be more than likely coming through your mind's eye so you're probably not going to see suddenly a face appearing in the mirror it's gonna um but maybe you do maybe you do maybe it's objective visions and as always with any form of divination practice makes perfect so it may take you a couple of times but if you want to try it there's some general guidelines for this and that's what i have for this evening that's awesome. Yeah, I remember I've, I've never been good at scrying, um, but I remember when I first looked into fire scrying that I mm -hmm. the thing that I read that made the most sense to me. Now, granted, this is for people who don't physically see it with their eyes. If you are in that camp, right. this is not going right. to apply to you. But right. the idea was that it was to give your mind something to or your eyes something to focus on so your mind could then tap mm -hmm. into the other side. And especially with flame, it makes sense because it's mm -hmm. just distracting enough to kind of draw the focus of the eye right. while your mind is elsewhere. That makes so much sense. I, I totally understand that. Yeah, I liked that too. Not that it helped me or no. that I've practiced. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that makes sense because I know like when I'm doing a reading, it, you've got to quiet that conscious mind because that... And speaking from experience, me personally, that's my biggest enemy. That's your biggest enemy because your conscious mind wants to keep coming in and being like, that's not real. Are you sure that's right? That doesn't <laughs> That's like, kind of a reach. Maybe you should in. pull back and make it more vague. Like, no, I know it's true. <laughs> Stop getting in my way. Exactly. So I, I can totally understand this. That it's like, here, you have a job. Focus here. <laughs> like, it's almost like you have to separate the two, your intuitive and conscious mind. But no, I, I get that. That makes so much sense now with scrying, why, why you have something like that. Yeah, I liked that breakdown. It made sense to me. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never actually practiced this. This is something I haven't. But after doing the research, it really kind of made me want to try it um, or try it maybe in a session. I think it'd be better in a session because I could see if it's just me looking in. I'd be like, 
so is this about me? What's going on? Like, I could feel my conscious brain me like, do I say anything? Do I not? Like, I don't think I could do it. I need to be doing it for somebody else, I think. That's valid. That's how I feel about my card readings. I can read a little bit for mm-hmm. myself, but it definitely works better when I'm reading for somebody else. Oh, yeah. Cause, well, and we can also, like, look at the card and be like, ah, is that really what it means? I don't think. Like, That's not also, real. I, can, like, I don't have that problem right now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We, yeah. When it's for yourself, you can talk yourself out of cards or... um I'm going to pull a, another card to see. Ooh, okay, let's pull one more. Let's get a little more context. Let's pull a couple more cards until, like, there's no way to talk your way out of it and there's no rationalizing what you see. Fine. Yeah. Or there's, like, out of all those, there's, like, one really positive card. It's like, see, there. It's, it's fine. fine. I'm, like, I'm going to ignore everything. Absolutely else. nothing's wrong. It's completely fine. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah, you don't do that with a client or someone else, but it is easy to do when it's just you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Caitlin, what if we tried these in, like, the historic homes we were in? <gasps> I can name one mirror in the house that I would that I used to run that I would not use, the mirror in the front entryway. I was thinking, because you said you used to not be able to sit in front mm-hmm. of that mirror. Even though every time I had like, dreams about that house, I was always in front of that mirror on the floor. But, like, when I covered that mirror yeah. over for Halloween, the house got quiet. I had no trouble being that's in that house after dark if that mirror was covered. Even with a coffin in now the parlor. I was fine. So, yeah. That's really interesting. No chance ever that I would use that mirror. No. I, I may. I could probably use the one in our ent- entryway in the historic That was home. my first thought was the one. Wait, the one that's on the, the furniture or the really tall one? The yeah, really I thought tall about the really one. tall one, too. I think it'd be interesting yeah, because- to use that one. Like, not good, not bad, but interesting. I think so, too. And and I've never felt creeped out, like, when I look into it. It's not one that I'm ever like, ooh, I don't feel easy. Like, it feels, that would be a good one. But, yeah, oh, that would be, because, I mean, for historic homes and wanting to know more about them, mirrors may be the place to try to tune in. To be fair, though, I think that one was a museum acquisition. That one didn't belong to the family. So that The one in yours? The one that you had. Wasn't that one of you? No, that oh, one is. is. Okay. The tall one is. Yeah, we the family had it for a long time, and then we got it back. Uh, okay, that's what it was. But So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so, yeah, so that no, could be, like, honestly, that one, if I was going to describe it as anything, it reminds me as an open telephone line. Mm-hmm. It, like, it sounds like yeah. there's somebody on the other line waiting to talk. So that would be a very interesting one to use. It, it would be, yeah. And plus, I'm not scared of anything in that house. The family's all good. They're yeah. good. Like, it wouldn't be a... You're also their favorite. Exactly. So, like... Obviously, you'd be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I left them. I only come back to visit. I don't know if I am anymore. They may be like, we're not talking to her. We're done with her. I mean, maybe <laughs> we'll find out what happens this Halloween when you're there for several weekends in a row. <laughs> I know. This is very true. I hope they're still chatty. I like them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's fine. But yeah, I, I'll be interested. I hope if listeners, if you try this, let us know. Like, Tell us on social media. Like, I'm so curious. Yeah, like, we have our Paranormal Day episode coming up, and we're still, like, we're super on board doing, like, maybe monthly listener episodes. If you all have stories about mirrors in your houses or mirrors in general, or if you try the techniques that Jess broke down, like, we, we are happy to tell your stories on the air because they are hopefully good stories like come on talk to us yes please please talk to us that would be fascinating and we are not responsible for anything (laughs) if you try this with an antique mirror it is not our fault (laughs) 
<laughs> no, we need like a disclaimer. We are not responsible for anything that comes into contact in that mirror. You are doing this at your own risk. And that's why There's Caitlin doesn't warning. do this with mirrors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We have put out our disclaimer. I mean, if you want to use the logic of like a candle, the the flame is self-cleansing. So even if something comes through, like you can address it a lot more easily. Nothing will get stuck like it could in a mirror. Just saying. Same with water. You could pour it down the drain or pour it outside. There, 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 there's a reason I, even if I tried doing it, I wouldn't be using mirrors. Mm -mm, Hard pass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I could ever get you to do a mirror, but. I fully support you doing it. I'm not going to. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No. I Yeah, I don't know. Plus, I think I'd stare at myself, too, or I'd be like, what is that? I, like, I think I'd get distracted with a mirror, honestly. I think I would need a flame or something else. I, I don't know that I could do a mirror. I don't know. But we're yeah, even even water makes more sense, because, like, especially if you're looking at, like, a bowl mm-hmm. of water or just standing water in general, there are enough random ripples mm-hmm. from the wind and breezes and stuff that would distract your, mm-hmm. your conscious mind. That, that would definitely make sense. Right. Like, a mirror is stationary. Like, no. Well, and plus I've seen too many horror movies where, like, somebody walks up behind you that's, like, not really there. And I know my brain, and that's all I'd be thinking Mm -hmm. of. Like, the entire time. That's all I'd be like, please don't, please don't let anybody come up. Like, yeah, no. Let me try something else. I'll stick with cards. Cards are good. Scrying doesn't have to be, you don't have to be good at everything. Scrying doesn't have to be in your tool belt. It's fine. Yeah, this may not be my special gift, but I'd love... Ooh, if anybody is works with mirrors or scries with mirrors a lot, and that's, like, your thing, I'd love to learn more. Like, let us know. Yes, conceptually, we'd love to learn more. We have absolutely no intention of doing it ourselves. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm fascinated, and I would love to talk to you. Absolutely. In the meantime, Aww. though, thank you all so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review <laughs> on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. And while you're there, hit subscribe because it's free. Like, what does it hurt? If you decide later you don't like subscribing to us, you can always unclick later. It's fine. Very good. And of course, like we said, we want to hear from you. So let us know what you think about this episode. And if there are any other spirited topics you want us to explore in future episodes, as always, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen All Spirits Pod, or you can email us at Colleen All Spirits Pod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Patreon and have direct conversations with us underneath all the episodes. There's a comment section. You can key in immediately to what we're talking about and respond in time. We are absolutely chill with that and we're excited to hear from you. And if you're feeling lucky and you want to try scrying to contact us, my only request is please, please, please do not use mirrors. If I find one of you in my mirror in the bathroom, I will be upset and I will be less happy to talk to you. So if you need to use like flames (laughs) or water, that's fine. But please don't appear in my bathroom mirror. No, Caitlin won't talk to you. She'll just, yeah, no. Well, how about email? Email. You know what? Email. That makes the most sense. It's a guarantee connection. Yes. Yes. But until next time, thank you all. Bye, guys. Bye.